Hi, and uh, welcome to another episode of Turning the Page. It's Barry Pearman here again. And today we have a, um, a guest post from a young lady called uh, Hazel Morrow. She uh, comes from Zimbabwe but lives in America. And this is how it goes. <laughs> I could feel myself slipping into the dark place of despair again, she writes. As is my habit, these days I quickly ran to my Bible and said a quick prayer to counteract the negative thoughts. Growing up, I was a bubbly and outgoing toddler. However, from the age of six, I had turned into a bookworm. My mother could not explain my sudden social anxiety and just brushed it off as a phase I would outgrow. However, as I grew older, my love for reading also grew. When I got hold of a book, I never wanted to set it back down again until after reading. So great was my love for reading, I would sometimes forget to eat or shower once I started reading the book. <laughs> In my culture of Zimbabwe, children are supposed to enjoy being on the streets and playing games with their peers. My mother would try and help me make my friends make friends, calling out to children who were my age to invite me if they had any fun activities planned. Now that I look back to those days, I, I love books, and like my mother and father, I enjoyed reading anything in print, especially novels. However, reading was my way of escape, and I could see the world through a different lens by immersing myself in the characters of the novels I was reading. My parents were, were a comfortable middle-class fat family with my dad working at a mine and my mother at a she was a stay-at-home mum after having after three children she decided to go back to school and eventually college as is custom we would uh, bounce around relatives houses while my mother was at school during that process a lot of traumatic experience took place and i became caged by the mental health opinions of others I felt I had to diminish myself and be a yes sir, no sir type of person. You have no right to speak up, I would tell myself, whenever I felt anger well up within me. And be grateful that these people welcome you. As a result, I buried myself deeper into books, and the only time I felt free to speak was during public speaking or with the debate team. Still, the voices, negative retorts, and unpleasant memories stayed with me. I didn't know how to own my own struggle story, and always felt that I had to hide and shy away. I felt my past was something I could never be completely free of, even when many good things were happening. Getting a master's scholarship to study in the US, and many other things. I was always too scared to live, laugh or savour the moments because I would be waiting for something to go wrong, as people would have said to me in the past. I would self-sabotage relationships and hold back just in case negative proclamations would be fulfilled over my life and all of my fears did come to pass. It was easier to say I was cursed, that everything could go wrong, was going to go wrong, I was caged, and day by day I felt constricted, stagnant, and stuck. Counting the years and going over every painful word in my head, 
I convinced myself that what everyone else had said or continued to speak over me was true. The mental opinions of others strongly influenced me. I left any and everyone speak, every, speak into my life. That was until a few months ago when my faith was lifted through amazing people who I have been sent my, who have been sent my way. Barry reminded me that I was Esther, like an Esther, and I was born for such a time at this. And Esther says, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Esther 4.14 A dear friend from Canada taught me to own my own struggle story and speak from my scars, not my wounds. She shared resilience story, her resilience story, and a beautiful story about how life is the tread of a tyre. With each passing moment, our tread wears down. I decided then and then that I didn't want to use my tread to worry and be fearful. I'm boldly walking in my purpose now. Every thought that takes me to the past, I completely shut it down. I used to be a warrior who dealt in the past a lot, dwelt on the past. I was always anxious and would replay painful experiences or words from the past over and over when going through a crisis. For example, I would tie everything back bad to a past event or a negative pronunciation that someone may have made in the past. Now I feed my mind with positive words from scripture or sing a song to uplift me. That's how I stop it. I acknowledge the pain, pray for forgiveness and remind myself of a promise from the Bible and dwell on that instead. I pray these words, God forgive me for trying to fix everything on my own. I need you for where I have failed. This always helps me when I feel caged or the shackles of anxiety start to bind me. Knowing that I don't have to do it on my own helps me remain uncaged and free from the mental opinions of others. Here's some quotes for you to consider. When we step back and see how our struggles built the essential strength to thrive in the world, we appreciate our path to success a lot more. Samantha Postman Never forget the power of your struggle story. Samantha Postman I am who God says I am. That's from Hazel. <laughs> Care about what other people think, and you will always be their prisoner. Lao Tzu. And other people's reaction to you might be telling you more about themselves than about you. Don't take it so personally. David Riddell. Here's some questions to answer. How can one learn not to be trapped by the mental opinions of others? Number two. Due to the entrapment of thoughts within my head, I got angry as I got older. How can you resolve childhood trauma to make sure past hurts do not affect you in the present? And number three, how do you tell if you're caged caged by the mental opinions of others? Hey, uh, this is from Hazel, and she lives in America, and she's from Zimbabwe. Um, Excellent work, wasn't it? Perhaps you might like to um, email me your thoughts about this, and I can pass them on on to her. If you want to contact her, there's some links over on the blog post at turningthepage.co.nz. And 
again, just a big thank you to all of you who support regularly, uh, financially, just $1 a month um, towards helping turning the page do its thing. <laughs> Can't do it without you. Okay. Until next week, um, I pray that you will be listening to God and his opinion of you. Okay. Bye.